This is the murderer you know. A whole week has passed. Hey, girl. I've hey. Gotten, I haven't gotten any sleep. Pins and needles, <laughs> pins and needles, pins and needles. I got to know about the detective and the girlfriend and well, the drug people. <laughs> the drug people. You're going to get some sleep tonight because we're going to finish the story. Remember, you're probably way too young, but there was a group called the village people. That's what I'm thinking. What do you I'm, mean? YMCA. <laughs> yeah. So I'm imagining the drug people doing the YMCA song. <laughs> okay, so. But the, didn't the village people wear like a little shorty short police outfit and fireman outfit? Oh yeah, they were all, yeah, that was sort of their shtick. They all dressed like one dressed like I think an Indian chief and a construction <laughs> worker and a police So officer. what with the drug people? They're so, <laughs> MDMA. <laughs> and what would their outfits be? <laughs> God knows. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back. It's episode 49. Oh my God. Even closer to 52. <laughs> and it's a part two. Woo. Which we didn't have at least once recently. Yeah, no, we had a we had a part one not too long ago. Just a part mean, one and just only one single episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you were with us last week, you may remember that we were talking about a woman who was found dead in her home and sort of the outfall of that interviews, evidence. We're not going to go back over all of that stuff. So if you weren't here last week, I would recommend that you go and listen to episode 48 first. Right. But if you are ready to continue with the story, we are going to talk about the arrests that the officers were making, and we are going to start to flow into the trials. Ah, trials. So more than one person was arrested. <laughs> now, immediately, this could kind of seem like a short story because... By May 20th, the officers were making arrests and the girlfriend was arrested on the 20th. She was charged with first so, degree. Wait, wait, just recap real quick. The crime took place on the 12th, right? Or the 13th? Yeah, the 13th. So seven days later, she's already been arrested. Yep. Yep. Okay, quick work. Good job, guys. And she was charged with first degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Wow. So even though there was some fascinating evidence about her, <laughs> like she was seen, and we didn't talk about these things last week, so these are going to be news to you, but I wanted to save the things that came out during the trials for part two, <laughs> but she was seen driving away from the direction of the murdered woman's home at 5.01 on the morning of the crime. Mm. She stopped to get a drink at a gas station and then continued in the direction of her home. She was also seen by a witness buying black spray paint at the dollar store. And character witnesses who were going to be participating in the trial attested to her intimidating personality and the fact that she was violent and always got her way. But the girlfriend herself never went to trial. 
What? Her charges were null prost after she died on October 19th, her boyfriend's birthday, from an overdose of her blood pressure medication while she was awaiting her trial. Sounds highly suspicious. I mean, it was an intentional overdose. Oh, Like she killed herself. She couldn't face it. On his birthday. Well, they're they're sending a message. Yeah, that is definitely a message. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, he basically, from the get-go, was throwing her under the bus. And she thought she was doing this for them, Mm -hmm. for their future. Now, remember from last week that the thing that initially brought the officers to the residence where most of the evidence, including the Jeep and the murder weapon, were discovered was a truck that drove by them. Yes. A white truck. Are you going to explain why they were suspicious of the white truck? I don't know why they were suspicious of the white truck. It still hasn't come out. No, it's not ever made clear. But you might remember that there were actually two women in that white truck. So the second woman who was also in the truck with the girlfriend, she was only 27 and pregnant, by the way. She was arrested on May 21st, and she also received some pretty hefty charges. And we're going to get into everything that came out during her trial. We're getting there. It's going to become a little more clear how or if she was involved other than just being in the truck with the girlfriend. But she was charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, grand larceny of a firearm, grand larceny of a motor vehicle, and use of a firearm in the commission of a felony. Well, so they must think she was in the house with the girlfriend. They must. (laughs) Now, she had a so hard to believe that two women... Break into a house and kill another woman? I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned and think women don't do those sorts of things. But I think that is very (laughs) old-fashioned. Equal rights. Equal Equal crime committingness. I don't know. A complete asshole, right? Now, she had a four-day jury trial in late November of last year, actually. So some of this is still ongoing. Now, even though during the trial, she and her boyfriend, the man found with the Jeep and the gun and the paper with password written on it and the spray paint on his hands. Remember him? My favorite character. (laughs) They both said they did not shoot the wife. The evidence did indicate that they went with the girlfriend to the home. Oh, Easy to say since the girlfriend is now dead and can't really dispute anything. I guess that's true. She might have said, oh, well, no, spray paint boy went in there and shot her. Yeah. We were just sitting in the truck. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of very interesting evidence at that trial in November. And there were some very important things that were brought into evidence at that time. So we're going to go through a couple of them now. Okay. A lot of the information was slowly shared directly with investigators by the young woman herself over the course of her interviews leading up to her trial, but surveillance footage and other witnesses were also included in this trial. Hmm. According to this 27-year-old, 
This all started when the former detective and his new girlfriend attempted to kill his wife by spiking her soft drink with heroin and nitroglycerin. What? So that was the first (laughs) attempt at offing the wife and it didn't work. I guess nitroglycerin is something that people with heart problems take, but I always think of it as that very fragile thing that if you shake it, it explodes. So I'm thinking of this woman drinking this heroin drink with nitroglycerin falling down and exploding all over the place. And Crash Bandicoot, when you run into the (laughs) nitro box, it just immediately explodes and kills you. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's what it does. So it all started with them trying to poison the wife. Yes. And remember, this 27-year-old was a drug person. So she was actually the one that provided the drugs that were used in the poisoning attempt. And that's how she first became involved. Uh Uh-huh. And this was, do we know how long before the actual murder? No, I don't have a date on that, unfortunately. She's saying that husband and girlfriend had already made one attempt. Yes. And when that failed, they hatched a plan to get help and pay that help from the wife's $30,000 life insurance policy. Which they would get after she died. Correct. And this amounted Mm -hmm. to an offer of $2,000 for the killing, as well as $50 to drive the stolen Jeep away (laughs) for whatever reason. And this offer was made to this younger woman's boyfriend, spray paint hand boy. (laughs) $2,000. Would you kill someone for $2,000? I feel like the answer is no. (laughs) But like, imagine yourself as a drug person, MDMA. Would you kill someone for $2,000? Yeah, I don't, I mean. That's not a lot of money. No, I don't even know how many drugs you can buy for $2,000. I don't know either. Yeah, I just, if I was going to kill somebody, not that I ever would, I think my bare minimum would be (laughs) (laughs) $50,000. I think that's the least I would take. Seems like a good amount. Now, if it was Hitler, $1.95 would cover it. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) So $2,000 and 50 bucks to drive away. Wow. Yeah. Now the younger woman tried to say that initially she did not know there had been a premeditated murder. She kind of, everyone here is kind of trying to play dumb and I get it because that's my tactic too. If I get pulled over, (laughs) oh, what? The speed limit? I didn't notice. Like the husband saying, you know, I just thought she was going to reveal our affair. And this 27 year old is saying, I just thought we were going there to reveal an affair. I didn't know there'd been a premeditated murder planned. But wait a minute. She supplied the heroin. That was the first time. But that's sort of premeditated. Yeah. No, she was just saying that this particular night. This time. This particular night, she did not know there was going to be a murder. And she was outside when she heard two muffled gunshots inside the house. Okay. But she did, at the very least, help to carry the plan forward from there. Right. Her boyfriend was there. Mm -hmm. And was he in the house? We'll get to his trial. Okay. 
Okay. (laughs) It was also discussed at her trial that investigators were able to determine that the Jeep left the home at 6.39 a.m. And they figured this out, of course, because the cell phone was in there, remember? And that it was seen driving in front of a business at 6.44 a.m., about five minutes from the scene of the crime. Mm-hmm. A cashier from a local grocer, 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 grossier. I don't know. <laughs> a cashier from a local grocery store stated that a woman in her 20s came in just before 7 a.m. and bought black spray paint. Mm. And then there were the phone calls. And these are phone calls between her and her wet spray painted hand boyfriend (laughs) after they were both arrested, where they were plotting together to make her involvement seem much less serious than it was. Mm, Good plan. He can be heard telling her in one of the calls, quote, you didn't even want to be there. That's what I told them. Everything's going to be okay. And on November 28th, 2021, even though he told investigators that, quote, the bitch pulled the trigger right in front of us, placing his girlfriend in the house, oops, oops, right, (laughs) during the crime, he told her, quote, I know you didn't go in the house in response to her statement that he slipped up when he said that she was in the house. It's very hard to keep all the stories straight when you're lying. It's, it's yeah. Hard. Well, what did we say? What mm-hmm. what was what did we want to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he was. Remember, she's pregnant with his baby. I think in the beginning, he probably wasn't thinking as clearly about that kind of thing when he's telling the officers she shot this woman right in front of us, which was probably the truth. But then he's backpedaling, right? Doesn't want his baby to be born in jail. Doesn't want his... Apparently they were broken up by the time all of this happened, but I'm sure he still cared about her. Wait, they were broken up when they were in the house murdering this woman? Yep. Supposedly. That's their story. Okay. On December 8th, during a phone call, he says to her, I have to put quotes around this one, quote, you definitely was not. You was outside. And they was not. (laughs) And they discuss the older woman attempting to frame them. The girlfriend said during the conversation, quote, she gave you the gun. And her boyfriend responds, quote, she tried to set me up. I was going to turn it in, but I didn't know how to go about it. Hmm. What's his excuse for spray painting the Jeep? I guess he didn't know that was a murdered person's Jeep. I don't know. I don't think I have anything about his excuse for that. They probably just rolled their eyes and didn't even ask. Yeah. He was caught wet paint handed. (laughs) Yeah. At the close of her trial, her defense lawyer stated that the little girl's life was on the line and that while she wasn't an angel, she wasn't a murderer either, and that she had simply gotten tangled up in something bad and was now taking the fall for the older couple and their murder plot. When you say little girl, didn't you say this woman was 26? Yeah, 
she was like 27 she was a 12 year old <laughs> right no it was not like she was a 12 year old and it didn't seem to matter because she was found guilty in december and she's currently scheduled to be sentenced on july 25th of this year oh well we'll have to do an update later yeah it really comes down to and we've seen this in a couple of our stories i think at by this point it doesn't matter in virginia who pulls the trigger right oh no she no. was there she knew what was going on and so she was also charged and found guilty of first degree murder yeah yeah and i don't have a problem with that if you go along with somebody knowing that the object is murder even if you're just standing there you're a participant mhm you didn't call the police. You didn't run away. You didn't try to save the person. Yeah. And even if she, they basically said it didn't even matter if she was outside. She was still there. She still went and she still know what was, knew what was going on. Even though, remember, she tried to say she didn't know what was going on. But her boyfriend, he was 37, by the way. Mm. He initially received the same charges as his girlfriend. First degree murder, conspiracy to commit first degree murder, grand larceny of a firearm, grand larceny of a motor vehicle, and use of a firearm in commission of a felony. I'm thinking about the grand larceny of the firearm. Who did the firearm belong to? I assume that it belonged to the husband. Oh, so he had many guns on his property and many guns were taken from his property during the course of this. I guess what he hoped would look like a robbery gone wrong robbery gone wrong the old robbery gone wrong yeah okay now the boyfriend was also charged with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon because he was a convicted felon and he had a long (laughs) long long rap sheet well that's generally true for drug people yeah, that's true. Was a, He was a drug person. I mean, let us he had been charged with things in the past like breaking and entering, unlawful possession of stolen property, buying and selling stolen goods, assault and battery of a family member, assault and battery of a former partner, destroying property, forging checks, petite larceny, delivering contraband to a prisoner, several other assault and battery charges possession of a controlled substance and these charges were going all the way back to 2001 when he was only 18 you know what makes me really sad listening to this is you just wonder why this young woman this 26 year old woman hooks up with such a a deadbeat drugs pregnant by him drugs yeah you're right drugs it's just terrible Now, he was offered a deal where his charges were amended to second-degree murder and conspiring to commit second-degree murder during his three-day trial in July of last year. Now, why was he offered the deal, but the young woman wasn't who didn't have his extensive criminal record? I don't know. How very strange. Yeah. So he was offered a deal down to second-degree murder. Yeah. Now, the only thing really important that came out during his trial that we haven't discussed yet is, remember the blood in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's his blood. Oh. Yeah. And how did he get cut? 
I don't know. But when the DNA testing was done, it was found to be his blood. He somehow got got cut. I don't know if he got caught by the gun. Because the theory is, the Commonwealth's theory in this case is that he actually fired the gun. He actually killed the woman. But they give him a deal. Yeah, I don't know why. Like I said, I, I really don't know. I mean, we've talked about generically the idea that a trial is always a gamble. And I'm sure they really wanted to see this guy for sure go away and to give him a deal that he accepts is that he will for sure go away and will well, be found true. innocent somehow by the jury. But why he is the one in particular that was offered the deal, yeah, I don't I know. Just, I find it weird because it's, well, I guess in court, you're often not allowed to say our defendant here who has a history of crime going back to when he was 18 years old, you're not allowed to bring up their past. So that's it's true. Not like they could say this guy is a career criminal. I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. But he was found guilty and he was sentenced on October 19th. Okay. So since he has actually been sentenced, which remember his girlfriend has not yet, we can talk about the sentence he received. So he received 40 years with 15 years suspended for the second degree murder charge. He received five years for conspiracy to commit second degree murder. He received three years for the use of a firearm and commission of a felony. That's only a three year sentence? Apparently. He received 20 years with 10 years suspended for grand larceny of a firearm, though. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Much worse to steal it than to use it to kill somebody. (laughs) As well as 20 years with 10 years suspended for the grand larceny of a motor vehicle and two years for possession of a weapon by a violent felon who had committed the initial felony within the past two years. Which I thought was interesting that it was classified in such a specific way. So I've lost count. What what (laughs) did he actually get? (laughs) He got 90 years with 35 35 years suspended. Well, that's, you know, I mean, I guess they nailed him. Yeah. I mean, it means he would get out when he's 92. 92. After which he'll have to serve supervised probation for 20 (laughs) years. Okay, well, he better take real good care of himself in prison. <laughs> yeah, so and basically we, he's, it's a life sentence, essentially. Yeah, and I wouldn't think that the young pregnant girl would get that much because. But so far, it looks like she's going to be charged with first degree murder, whereas he was only charged with second. Yeah, but I guess they were able to glom all those other charges on because he's a convicted felon, which I'm assuming she's not she got all of those same charges other than possession of a weapon by a convicted felon she got all of the same charges that he did wow plus first degree well it'll be very interesting yeah we'll definitely have to keep an eye it will be very interesting but now there's stuff going on sort of in the back because she was originally supposed to be sentenced in march and she wasn't and now her sentencing is scheduled for july so i would say it seems pretty obvious to me that her legal team is still trying to work something Something. out for her something yes now to the most important question (laughs) of all do you know what that is 
I think I do. <laughs> you tell me though. What about the husband? <laughs> well, I was going to ask you based off what we've learned so far, <laughs> would you be surprised to hear that there was another arrest? Well, I sure hope they arrested him. <laughs> so on May 20th, the husband was also arrested and he was charged with first degree murder and conspiracy to commit first degree murder on August 31st. Finally, the crux of the trial really in his case was that he couldn't explain quite a few things that the evidence established as factual. He couldn't explain away why his girlfriend took two other people to his home at 4 a.m. if all she was going to do was reveal that they were having an affair. <laughs> yeah, that seems like, you know, a bad time to tell somebody. Maybe mm -hmm. show up at noon or something. Right, right. And he couldn't explain how they got in the house, which was locked up tight and displayed no signs of breaking and entering. If he mm -hmm. hadn't given them away in the house. Right. Nor could he explain away the text messages exchanged with his girlfriend and then deleted from both of their phones while he was at work on the morning of the 13th. Oh, oh. he deleted all the text messages. Well, don't worry. They got them uh, back. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and the Commonwealth's attorney described them as a play-by-play. Oh, my God. Do you want so to he Yes, I want to hear it. <laughs> he really was involved from the um, get-go. Well, I'm going to read you all of the 54 text messages that they exchanged. All 54? And then you can is this going into? Is this going to go to three episodes? <laughs> I don't think so. Most of them are pretty short. They're text messages. Right. Okay, here we go. Girlfriend. How many cameras and where are they? Boyfriend, not a problem. Disarmed. <laughs> then, what did I say? There are no coincidences. <laughs> <laughs> then, separate text message at the same timestamp. Unplugged, he says. Girlfriend, is there any way possible that she could have went and plugged them back in? Boyfriend. No. One minute later, boyfriend, if you would rather wait, it's your call. Eight minutes later, boyfriend, mm. we'll do a diet sun drop if you had rather wait. A diet sun drop? Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Code? Is it a code? It might be a code. I don't know. Girlfriend, no, can't change it now. Too late. I love you, baby. Boyfriend, love you, honey. Love was in all caps. I just want to say. Girlfriend. This is the guy that turned around and told the police it was just sex. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Girlfriend, you're going to be okay, baby. Boyfriend, this is a sure thing, right? And then one minute later, just saying, nothing else has worked. Girlfriend, yes, it is, baby. Do you want to or not? Boyfriend, if y'all don't want to take a chance with it, fix me up something. Girlfriend, we're good here. Boyfriend, it's fine with me, honey, whatever y'all want to do. Girlfriend, done deal, baby, done deal. 
I love you. Boyfriend, well, I think he was asking for an update because this was uh, an hour and a half later. So she says, done deal, baby, done deal. I love you. An hour and a half later, the boyfriend says, well, but there's no question mark. So he says, well. (laughs) Well, what was the time when she says done deal? Would that have been the time? 1.56 a.m. Oh, no. Was that when she was killed? They don't think so. They don't think she was killed that early. Okay. So he texts her well at 3.35 and at 3.55... The girlfriend responds, heading that way now, baby. I'll call you as soon as I pick them back up in about 45 minutes to an hour. I love you so much. (sighs) Boyfriend, they there now. They there now. (laughs) Is there a question mark? (laughs) (laughs) No. Girlfriend, not yet, almost. Girlfriend, one minute later, do you still love me? Boyfriend, I love you too, baby. Boyfriend, I love you. I just, oh, uh, it just makes me sick to my stomach that people could just be gushing about love and all this stuff while they're murdering somebody. I don't even understand it. Yeah. I just it's hope that bizarre. this poor woman was asleep and didn't know what was happening. That's all. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if she was. I think she, yeah, hopefully. And I wonder if she was asleep, though, she would have been in her her recliner. wonder why they dragged her into the bedroom. That's a good question. Just, uh, I don't know, bizarre. It is very bizarre. Maybe the detective husband didn't know that the daughter knew they weren't sleeping together. Maybe. So he thought it would look more loving that they shared. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Meanwhile, she had said, no, we're not sleeping together. I can't sleep unless I'm sitting up in a chair. I mean, if she actually took the muscle relaxer, if that's a real thing that she really said to him and not something that he made up. Like if oh, we we don't have a text from her saying no, that. no. Oh. So if that's a real thing that she said to him, maybe she was really passed out. Those can kind of knock you out. Oh, yeah. But if it's not a real thing that she said to him, I wonder if he said it because he had drugged her so that she wouldn't wake up hmm. when these people arrived. And he knew they would find the muscle relaxer in her system when they did the autopsy. I wonder if they did a tox screen on her. You'd think they would. Yeah, I'm sure they did. It wasn't mentioned in the document that I have. Yeah, it probably wasn't that essential. Because if he claimed she said that she took a muscle relaxer and she was passed out from that, hard to prove that he gave it to her or something. Yeah. The last hex that we got to was the boyfriend saying, I love you at 4.02 a.m. I just want to puke. (laughs) 45 minutes later, his girlfriend said, we are good, honey. Stop worrying. You're going to make yourself sick. Stop about this. Stop thinking about it for right now. I got this. And yet almost immediately he throws her under the bus when the police show up. Don't worry. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Okay. (laughs) 
husband. <laughs> People are waking now. Too late, baby. Already sick. Already sick? I think maybe because she said in the previous message, stop worrying. You're going to make yourself sick. Oh, okay. So he responded one minute later. People are waking now. Too late, baby. Already sick. Ten minutes oh. later... The girlfriend responds, sorry, baby, already in progress. Two minutes later, are you okay, baby? Three minutes later, are you okay? Two minutes after that, the husband responds, yeah, I'm okay. At the same time, once she received that message, his girlfriend says, thank goodness, I love you, baby. And then, oh please it's don't people hate me. If these people say I love you one more time, uh, <laughs> I just can't do That's it. what's upsetting for you? <laughs> yes. It's just so, uh, I don't know. I just, I find them revolting. These people <laughs> completely soulless, soulless. They yeah. don't even know what love is. Yeah. So the okay. girlfriend then says, please don't hate me. And one minute later, husband responds, no, honey, I'm just stressing out. And she says, me too, but we will be so happy. On our deck. Mm-hmm. Drinking, Drinking coffee. Morning coffee. In the mornings. <laughs> One minute later, the husband responds, why wait until now? Why wait until now? Yeah. I don't know what that one <laughs> is referring to, really. Me neither. She okay. responds, what you mean? That was them, their time. <laughs> Did these people, it just occurred to me, this guy and his wife had to have been in their 60s, right? Yes. And how old is the girlfriend? You want to know something really interesting? What? I couldn't find a birth date for her anywhere. Wow. It was never listed in the court documents I referenced in a couple of news articles that I looked at just to see if I could find an age for her. Nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not talking about young, crazy kids who aren't thinking straight or love makes you do crazy things, man. Yep. You're right. <laughs> you're right about that, man. Any other texts? Yes. Okay. So after she sends the what I would describe as pretty incoherent, <laughs> what you mean that was them, their time, <laughs> she sent in the same timestamp, I don't know. Then, I don't know. Nothing for almost 40 minutes. Wow. Minutes, and she says, took them there. It's been an hour. I don't see him. You need to be careful when you go home. I'll text you and let you know when I see him. Who's him? The gunman, presumably. Well, I wonder why she's saying she doesn't see him. Aren't they all in the house together? This message seems to indicate no, that she dropped them off there and left. How weird. Well, and of course, they probably left in the Jeep, right? After trashing mm -hmm. the place and stealing stuff. Yep. And she hmm. left around five, if you remember. 
Oh, right. Because somebody. So these text messages are being exchanged. The one where she says, I took them there. It's been an hour was at 556. So she had left the house about 55 minutes before sending this text message. So they were there apparently alone for at least 55 minutes and later left in the Jeep. Right. After killing the woman, they probably were looking for stuff. Yeah. Now, two minutes later at 5.58, he texts her, told you. And she responds, told me what? So now we're getting into some longer text messages. Oh, told you, huh? Six minutes later, the girlfriend says, so now you can put all the blame on me. That's why you told me. Don't start with that. It's both of us just wanting just me. I told you earlier when you said the word yes or no, that was the word and it won't know stopping it and I'm in it. I don't know what happened. I didn't get my phone number. She left. She lost her phone in the car. He don't have my number. I don't know where they're at, but please be careful when you go home and yeah, I'll take the blame for everything, okay? It's all good. I knew it was going to happen. One minute later, she says, you want me just to go on now and tell him I done it, get it over with him before you get home so they can lock me up, whatever, because I'm going to get the blame for it anyway. I see that coming to just you done telling me right. She did all this so they could get married and spend the rest of their lives together. And now she's basically saying, I did it. Blame me. I'll take the blame. What did this achieve? I don't know. I mean, nothing nothing for her. Yeah. I don't Hmm. know if she's just saying this to try and get a reaction out of him or to try and calm him down. He hasn't texted her in a little while. Yeah. Maybe she's expecting he'll say, oh, no, baby, we're in this together. Yeah. I love you, all caps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then what happens? So four minutes later, she texts him again. She says, you just stay at work and get off regular time. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't think about nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't call nobody. Don't do nothing. (laughs) Just let me do what I got to do. This is a crime, and it's called the overuse of double negatives. (laughs) (laughs) don't do nothing (laughs) do not do nothing i can't even wrap my head around it now finally one minute later at 6 10 he responds to all of her messages and he says don't do it baby don't do something stupid like that please please Three minutes later, she texts back, you just stay at work and get off regular time. Do what you're supposed to do. Don't think about nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't call nobody. Don't do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Just let me do what I got to do. So obviously she just copied and pasted that same message because he didn't acknowledge it. (sighs) 11 minutes later, she says, Thinking about nothing, don't say nothing, don't call nobody, don't do nothing. Just let me do what I got to do. Six minutes later, she says, I got her phone, but can't get in it. 
He responds two minutes later. Okay. I wonder what she thought was in the wife's phone. Maybe they wanted to have her call someone or text someone, make it look like just throw some additional confusion into things. Maybe they were going to make it look like she was still alive. They wanted her to send a text to her daughter. Like I can't live with myself anymore or something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yes. The old, I can't live with myself. The thing is, the murder weapon was not in the house. So true. if she had committed suicide, that was not going to work. True. And you would think, since they basically found these people by pinging the phone, maybe smashing the phone with a hammer and throwing it in yeah. a river would have been a better plan. Seems that way. Unbelievable. Two minutes That's later. Unbelievable. It is. Two minutes later, she responds saying, so what do you want me to do? And then he says, just wait, I guess. That's all I know to do. I'm going by Hardy's like I planned and then go home. 11 minutes later, she responds, I'm so sorry, please. I beg you not to hate me. I didn't want to lose you, but I can't make you be with me because I know it's all my fault and you will blame me, but I'm so sorry. And I truly do love you with all my heart. He responds, love you too, honey. Two minutes later, at 6.59 a.m., she texts him again, saying, I'm so sorry, and I will turn myself in and take all the blame. It was all me. Just remember, I love you always. And then almost three hours later, at 9.48 a.m., she texts him and says, hey, baby, haven't heard from you this morning. I just woke up. Give me a call when you can. I love you. And that's the last message. So is that trying to cover her tracks like, oh, I was just asleep and woke up and texting my boyfriend? Maybe either that or she's just anxious because she hasn't talked to him. Uh, Does she think that maybe three hours at this point? Yeah. When he got home, he had to call the police and he might be a little busy. Yeah. Yeah. That must be the text message where they took his phone, though. Yeah. But you still haven't told me what happened to him. (laughs) I mean, I just want to say that some of those messages at the end do, I guess that was maybe part of their plan though, because some of those messages at the end do kind of make it sound like he was kind of taken by surprise by what happened. Like, I'm so sorry, please. I beg you not to hate me. I didn't want to lose you, but I can't make you be with me. What about the, the, the heroin and nitroglycerin cocktail? (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe never mind about that either. (laughs) Maybe not. Well, maybe that 27 year old made that part up. But he does. There are some messages in there that also seem to reference that. Like, is this a sure thing? Just saying nothing else has worked. Uh, Yeah, that's how that makes it sound like there was more than just one cocktail. Yeah. Mm. So also during his trial, he called his girlfriend obsessive. He said he tried to protest and distance himself from her by February or March of 2020, but that she would become very angry. He said he was incredibly depressed and had PTSD and severe anxiety since his wife's murder and that he had been taking medications. He also mentioned, which I know I I think I mentioned last week, that he was so scared of his violent and unpredictable girlfriend that he spent the night of the 13th at his sister's house after his wife was murdered. 
Also remember the text where he's telling her, don't worry about the cameras, baby. I unplugged them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not innocent. <laughs> His defense attorney said that he's a good father provider and he spent half of his life in law enforcement he's aging close to 70 and any time in prison needs to be measured by his life expectancy which i disagree i think any time in prison needs to be measured by the crime he apparently committed exactly i'm sorry buddy (laughs) but his defense attorney further said that he had participated in some bad stuff but that he didn't want his wife dead yeah, I don't know. He gave him the code. He disabled the the cameras. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was willing. I was willing last <laughs> week to give him the benefit of the you doubt. You were keeping an open mind. Yeah, that, that he just got involved with this nutcase. It has happened. The people have got involved with people who are turn out to be psychos and show up and kill all their family members and like, oh, hi, honey, we can be together now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it has happened. So based on the text messages. (laughs) Yeah. Well, based on the text messages, especially, like I said, the Commonwealth's attorney described those as a play by play based on evidence presented against him, no matter what he said, really. I mean, at the close of the trial, the Commonwealth's attorney said that this was premeditated, calculated, and was one of the most carefully laid out crimes that he ever came across. Like, not that it was obviously well executed because they got caught, (laughs) but the amount of planning that went into it was just almost mind-blowing. I was just wondering, this guy is a detective. Had they ever heard of burner phones? That maybe they should have been texting each other on phones they could throw away instead of their phones that they had to hand to the police. Yeah. The Commonwealth's attorney also said that as a former law enforcement officer, he ought to have better sense. And again, remember that last week we talked a little bit about everyone believed that he was very competent and incredibly good at his job. He was put on high priority cases. So the Commonwealth's attorney even kind of said something along the lines of, did he just pull blinders over everyone throughout the course of his career? Like, was he really this big of an idiot the entire time? Is essentially exactly what they said. But Mm. it, it seemed very bizarre to everyone that he made so many huge glaring mistakes considering the amount of experience he had i think they should have gone back to the heroin and nitroglycerin maybe he had been doing drugs and it had (laughs) well yeah made his mind feeble i don't know do people at the age of 60 close to 70 start doing drugs i don't know yeah, Maybe if they know. fall in with the wrong crowd, like anyone else of any age. <laughs> I guess so. I guess I better stay away from the wrong crowd <laughs> at, my age, at my age. Stay away from the drug people, mom. Y-M-C-A. <laughs> what did you say? M-D-M-A? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a drug? I don't know. <laughs> we can I think it's M-E-T-H. <laughs> I think it's, I think that's uh, Molly. God, I don't know. I don't even know what Molly is. Now, after his three-day trial (laughs) in front of just a judge with a witness, he was found guilty on December 1st, 2021. And even though his lawyer moved to strike both of the charges, he received 50 years with 25 suspended for first-degree murder. 
and 10 years with five years suspended for conspiracy to commit first-degree murder for a total of 30 years to be served. He was also given 99 years of supervised probation <laughs> upon his release. 99 years. Yes. <laughs> I mean, unless you committed a crime when you were one and you got out <laughs> the next year, does anybody need 99 years of supervised probation i i I felt like they were kind of trying to use it to emphasize the (laughs) severity of the crime i guess so but i was you know i read the local crime blotter in our little paper and it's so annoying like you'll you'll read about people and this is their third offense and they're sentenced 10 years in prison with nine years and 11 and a half months suspended and i'm (laughs) like what's the point What's the point? I mean, they're not learning anything. They keep doing the same thing. You keep giving them sentences and suspending them. Maybe they should have 99 years of probation. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. I guess it depends on how you feel about jail. That's a whole nother discussion on how you feel about jail generally and whether or not it is actually rehabilitative, which I think many people would say no. No, but I think if if people felt like, okay, I, I've done this. They slapped my hand. They told me do better. The next time you come in here, you're going to jail. And if they believed that they might actually go to jail the next time, do you think maybe they wouldn't do it again? Just a thought? I really don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think know generally either. negative reinforcement has been shown to be pretty ineffectual. Sometimes I'm all about that negative reinforcement. <laughs> but I have to say, it's this just, is... I'm just saying it's hard to say <laughs> if that would actually work. So these people planned this ridiculous event, hired drug people to help them. Always mm. a mistake. Mm-hmm. And it drug resulted... people are not going to be reliable helpers. <laughs> no, no. You know, I mean, and so. This poor woman who happily liked to watch hummingbirds and do her crafts and apparently had at least one daughter who I'm sure loved her. Maybe she had some grandchildren. Mm -hmm. She gets killed, never even given the option. Maybe her husband should have just said, you know, honey, I want a divorce. What a concept. You know, she might have said, I've been waiting for you to ask. Right. But like she might have said, me too. You don't even like hummingbirds. (laughs) Fuck you, bro. (laughs) And yeah, the thing is, I mean, people, for whatever reason, like that guy a couple of weeks ago, think that divorce is worse than killing somebody. That it's pretty weird. Easier to kill somebody and get away with it than just to say, yeah, I'm not happy. I don't understand it. So this poor woman is murdered. And four other people, including this baby, five people, I mean, their lives are ruined. They're spending the rest of their lives in jail. Mm -hmm. The girlfriend, who all she wanted to do was sit on the deck and drink coffee, kills herself. And almost immediately after the crime is like, oh, blame me, blame me, blame me. I don't know. It's terrible, terrible, tragic. Very terrible. It's very, very terrible and very tragic. I agree with you. All righty. Well, I just can't wait to find out what next week's going to bring. 
Maybe. as we inch ever closer. I might. Hey, maybe, I want, maybe I'll tell you. Do you want me to tell oh. you? I mean, I'll give you a hint. Give me a hint. Remember last week how I mentioned that he had been assigned to a very high profile oh, yeah. unsolved murder of, a family. murder of a family? Yeah. I think we're going to talk about that. Hmm. And I'm wondering if we could possibly have a guest appearance by a certain someone on our one-year anniversary show mm. to work on that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> exactly. Well, Alrighty. thanks for being here, Mom. And thanks again to all of our lovely listeners. If you want to reach out, you can murderer, you know, at gmail.com. You can also reach out on social media. We're murderer, you know, podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget that we are creeping ever closer to our one year of being together with all of you. <laughs> so keep an eye out for some of the fun things that we will be planning okay anything well, to add mom no i already I asked think I'll you stop. if you had anything to add i, <laughs> I think i'll stop watching hummingbirds i think it's a, <laughs> a dangerous thing <laughs> always good to hang out and we'll see you next time ttfn Bye. I wanted you to say ta-ta for now. Oh, ta-ta for now, <laughs> darling. The moment has passed. Why do you can put it in? Fix it in. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to erase everything else and just put in ta-ta for now. We'll see. Okay.